بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا غفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللمسلمين والمسلمين يقول الشيخ الامام المجدد محمد بن عبد الوهاب رحمه الله تعالى في رسالته اداب المشي الى الصلاه ويقرب ويقرب ولا يقرب في الركوع والسجود لنهيه صلى الله عليه وسلم من ذلك ثم يرفع راسه ويرفع يديه كرفعه الاول قائلا امام منقرب سمع الله لمن حمده وجوبا ومعنى سمع استجاب فاذا استتم قائما قال ربنا ولك الحمد من السماوات والارض ومن ما شئت من شيء بعد وان شاء زاد اهل الثناء والمجد حق ما قال العبد وكلنا لك عبد لا مانع لما اعطيت ولا نعطي لما منعت ولا ينفعك الجد منك الجد وله ان يقول غيره مما ورد وان شاء قال اللهم ربنا لك الحمد بلا واو لوروده في حديث ابي سعيد وغيره فإن أدرك المحموم الإمام في هذا الرجل فهو مدرك للركعة ثم يكبر ثم يكبر ويدخل ساجدا ولا يرفع يديه فيدع ركبتيه ثم يديه ثم وجهه ويمكن جبهته وأنفه وراحية وراحيتيه من الأرض وراحيتيه وراحيتيه أحسن الله عليك وراحيتيه من الأرض ويكون على اطراف ويكون على اطراف اصابعه اصابعه رجليه موجها اطرافها الى القبله والسجود على هذه الاعضاء السبعه ركن ويستحب مباشره المصلى ببطون كفيه ويضم اصابعهما موجهه الى القبله غير مقبوله رافعا مرتقيه بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله ارسله الله جل وعلا رحمة للعالمين فبلغ الرسالة وعد الأمانة ونصح للأمة وجاهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على صحابة محمد الذين آمنوا به ولبوا دعوته وهاجروا معه وإليه وجاهدوا معه وبعده وسعوا في نشر هذه الملة الحنيفية في شرق الدنيا وغربها فاللهم ارضى عنهم واجعلنا من محبيهم المقتدين بهم واجمعنا بهم جميعا في جنات النعيم. يقول رحمه الله عليه شيخ الاسلام ولا يقرا يعني المصلي في الركوع والسجود ان بنها صلى الله عليه وسلم المصلي ان يقرا القران في حال الركوع أو في حال السجود لأن هذه مواضع لها الأذكار الخاصة بها 
وكان النبي عليه الصلاه والسلام يقول في ركوعه سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اللهم اغفر لي والتسبيح في الركوع والسجود هو كما مر يقول في الركوع سبحان ربي العظيم وفي السجود يقول سبحان ربي الاعلى واقل العدد ان يقول في كل ركعه تسبيحه سبحان ربي العظيم والافضل ثلاث او كمان او ست او سبع وكان يصلي يحرص على الاوتار في ادعيته لان الله جل وعلا يحب الوتر وتر ويحب الوتر سبحانه وتعالى يقول ثم بعد ذلك يعني المصلي اذا ركع وعد ما يمكن تسبيح فيها تسبيح ولا حرج الى ركعه واحده يقول سبحان ربي العظيم سبحان ربي العظيم سبحان ربي العظيم ثلاث او خمس او سبع ويضيف اليها سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اللهم اغفر لي وكان النبي يفعل ذلك صلوات الله وسلامه على الدعاء تقول عائشه هي تاول القران كيف تاول سوره اذا جاء نصر الله وفتح يسبح ويطلب المغفره قال ثم يرفع راسه يعني من ركوعه ويديه وهذه السنه مؤكده اذا رفع راسه من ركوع رفق رفع كفيه بمحاذاه الكتفين او الاصابع ترتفع عن ذلك وهذا هو الافضل يرفع يديه وهذا الموضع من المواضع التي يسن فيها للمصلي ان يرفع يديه كما مر يقول كرفعه الاول قائلا الامام والمنفرد سمع الله لمن حمده الامام الذي يؤم الناس اذا رفع قال سمع الله لمن حمده النبي امر المصلين معه اذا قال الامام سمع الله لمن حمده ان يقولوا ربنا لك الحمد او ربنا ولك الحمد او اللهم ربنا ولك الحمد كل ذلك وارد وقول المصلي سمع الله لمن حمده النبي امر بذلك والاصل في اوامر النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم انها للوجوب فإن النبي قال: فإذا قال الإمام سمع الله لمن حمد قولوا ربنا ولك الحمد. لكن لو لم يقول الإنسان هذا هذا كلام صحت الصلاة لكنها لا تكون كالصلاة التي يلتزم المصلي أن يأتي بكل ما ورد فيها عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم. سمع الله لمن حمده حمده وجوبا ومعنى سمع يعني استجاب. لقد سمع الله لمن حمده اي حمد الله سمع الله جل وعلا استجاب الله جل وعلا لمن يحمده من عباده. يعني يحمدونه صادقين مخلصين له في العباده. فاذا استتم قائما وهو بعد قوله سمع الله ربنا ولك الحمد وقال قال ربنا ولك الحمد ملء السماوات. 
حالا لا يشعر بالرفع يقول ربنا وارتقم ثم يتمها بقوله ملء السماوات وملء الارض وملء ما شئت من شيء بعد وكل ذلك ورد في الحديث الصحيح ان زاد وهو الافضل يقول اهل الثناء يعني يا اهل الثناء الله جل وعلا هو اهل الثناء الحق اهل الثناء والمجد احق ما قال العبد يعني احق ما يقوله العبد ان يثني على الله وله حق ما قال العبد يعني هذا احق ما يقوله العبد ان يمجد الله ويثني عليه والثناء على الله جل وعلا ارفع قدرا من السؤال السؤال ان تقول يا رب اغفر لي وارحمني وتب علي لكن اذا قلت اللهم انت الغفور الرحيم وانت التواب الحكيم وانت الرزاق ذو القوه ان تثني على الله جل وعلا ف الدعاء يسمى الدعاء الدعاء مساله وهو ان يقول العبد اللهم اعطني ارزقني اغفر لي يسر امري ودعاء العباده ان يقول اللهم انت الفعال لما تريد انت العفو الكريم انت الرحمن الرحيم ولذلك لما قالت عائشه ان انا وافيت ليله القدر ما اقول قال قولي اللهم انك عفو تحب العفو فاعف عني يعني بدا بتمجيد الله انه يعفو وانه يحب العفو في هذه الزياده احق ما قال عبد وكلنا كلنا لك عبد يعني كل ما في الوجود من جن وانس وملائكه وغير ذلك كلها ملك لله وعبيد له لا مانع لما اعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك الجد يعني اننا جميعا ملك لله جل وعلا عبيد له من كل من في السماوات والارض الا ات الرحمن عبدا عبيد له ثم الانسان لا ياتيه الا ما كتبه الله له لا مانع لما اعطيت ما قدر الله انه يحصل يحصل لا محاله وما قدر الله انه يمتنع يمتنع ولا معطي لما منعت ولا ينفع ذا الجد او بالفتح الجيم منك الجد يعني الشخص المجتهد الذي له حظ كبير اذا الله لم يقدر له شيء ما حصل له الامر كله لله جل وعلا ولذلك قال النبي ابن عباس واعلم ان الناس لو اجتمعوا على ان ينفعوك بشيء يعني والله ما اراد نفعك به ما نفعوك به ولو اجتمع الناس كلهم على ان يضروك بشيء والله ما اراد اراد ان يضرك ما ضروك به الامر كله لله يقول وان شاء قال اللهم ربنا لك الحمد يعني هو مخير مصلي إن أراد الله يقول أن يقول اللهم ربنا ولك الحمد يأتي بحرف الواو العاطفة يجوز إذا لم تأتي يذكرها اللهم ربنا لك الحمد جاز لكن كلما زادت الحروف في الكلمة كلما كان الثواب أجل وأجزل ما دام الشيء كله وارد ثم يقول رحمة الله عليه وله أن يقول غيره مما ورد 
ليس هذا حتميا لكن ينبغي له اذا قال ربنا لك الحمد او ربنا لك الحمد ان ياتي بما يمكنه ان ياتي به لكن يحرص على ان يكون حسن المتابعه لا يقف يقف واقف ويورد هذه الاذكار والامام سيد وصل بوجه السجود لا ينبغي ان يكون حسن المتابعه للامام يقول فان ادرك المعموم الامام في هذا الركوع فهو يعني اذا دخل المعموم والامام راكع وتمكن الامام ان يكبر ويركع قبل ان يرفع الامام فانه يكون ادرك الركعه وان كان لا كبر ولكن الامام رفع فانه يكون ما ادرك الركعه هذه ثم يقول ثم يكبر ويكبر ساجدا يعني بعد ما قال ربنا لك الحمد او ربنا ولك الحمد او اللهم ربنا ولك الحمد حسب ما يتيسر له ويختار لكن لا بد ان يطمئن في الوقوف لاننا في حديث المسيء قال اركع حتى تطمئن راكعا ثم ارفع حتى تعتدل قائما كثير من الناس للاسف ويتوجد ايضا عند غير اكثر عند غير العرب اذا رفع من الركوع ما يعتمد قائم بحيث يستتم استتماما تاما لا تجده يرفع روح نفسه رفعا يسيرا ثم يهوي ساجدا هذا اذا فعل ما صح الصلاه لان النبي قال لا في حديث الذي اساء في الصلاه وقال له ثلاث مرات ارجع فصلي فانك لم تصلي فلما قال الرجل له والذي بعثك بالحق لا احسن غير هذا فعلمني علمه يكبر ويدخل في الصلاه يقرا ما تيسر ثم يركع حتى يطمئن راكعا ما يكون ركوعه خطف البصر وثم يخر يكبر ويخر ساجدا يعني يهوي نفسه للسجود وفي هذا الحال اذا اراد ان يسجد ما يرفع يديه لان رفع اليدين في الصلاه عند تكبيره الاحرام يرفع يديه هكذا عند الركوع اذا اراد يركع رفع يديه هكذا قال الله اكبر راكع عندما يرفع يقول سمع الله لمن حمده يرفع يديه هذه ثلاثه مواضع اذا تشهد التشهد الاول في الصلاة الرباعية أو المغرب ونهض يرفع يديه هذه المواطن الثلاثة ثبت في الحديث الصحيح في البخاري وغيره حديث ابن عمر وغيره أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يرفع يديه فيها قال ولا يرفع يديه يعني إذا إذا أراد أن يسجد فيضع ركبتيه ثم يديه ثم وجهه الذي قال لا يصلي يبرك الرجل بروك البعير كيف يبرك البعير؟ البعير اذا اراد ان يبرك بقيت بقي مؤخره مرتفعا وهم بوجهه بنحره الى الارض فصار مؤخره هو المرتفع في وجه وجهنا بخلفه الذي قال لا لا يبرك بروك البعير إذا كيف يصنع؟ 
ينزل نزولا إذا لم يشق عليه ويضع يدي كفيه على ركبتيه في حال النزول إذا لم يكن يشق عليه لأن في بعض الأوقات يكون واحد عندما يكبر أو عندما يمرض أو عندما تتعب ركبتاه يصير يصعب عليه هذا الشيء والله يقول فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم يهوي راكعا يلقم كفيه ركبتين الركبتين يلقمها كفيه ثم يسجد ويكون ذا ثم تنزل اليدان للارض للعرض الكفان ثم ياتي بعد ذلك الوجه الركبتين ثم يديه ثم وجهه ويمكن جبهته وانفه وراحتيه من الارض اذا سجد ان كان على التراب سجد على التراب وهذا هو الذي كان عليها عامه الناس في ذلك الزمن بدون فرش الا ما شاء الله لكن يضع كفيه مفروشه كفان على الارض وان يضع جنب جبينه وانفه على الارض وينبغي ان يجافي العضدين عن الجنبين اذا سهل عليه ذلك كالامام والمنفرد اما الذي يصلي مع الناس فيراعي الناس لا يجافي بين عضديه يؤذي من من كان على جنبه ويكون على يقول ويوجه في سجوده اطراف اعصاب القدمين الى القبله اذا تيسر له ذلك موجه اطراف الى القبله والسجود على هذه الاعضاء السبعه ركن يعني اركان من اركان الصلاه والركن اذا فقد ما صحت الصلاه من أركان عن الصلاة أن يسجد المصلي في حال السجود على هذه الأركان السبعة ما هي؟ الكفان والوجه هذه ثلاثة مواضع والركبتان هذه خمسة مواضع وأطرافا القدمين هذه سبعة أعضاء لكن لو كان الإنسان لا يستطيع أن يسجد عليها جميعا لألم أو كانت أصابعه مقطوعة أو غير ذلك يفعل ما يستطيع لأن الله يقول فاتقوا الله ما استطعتم ويقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا أمرتكم بأمر فأتوا منه ما استطعتم يقول ويستحب مباشرة المصلي المصلى يعني موضع السجود اللي بيسجد عليه ببطون كفين يعني يفرش الكفين هكذا على الارض اذا سجد او على الفراش اللي يسجد عليه بطون الكفين ويضم اصابعهما لا يفرق بين الاصابع هكذا منشور لا وانما يجعل الكف متلاصقة الاصابع عندما يضعها على الارض وضم اصابعهما موجهة الى القبلة لا يذهب وهو يصلي يثني اصابعه او يقلب كفه لا يفرش كفه على الارض يوجه اطراف اصابعه الى القبله اصابع اليدين ويفرش على الارض ويجافي 
العضدين يعني ما ينسق العضد الى البطن اذا امكنه ذلك اما اذا كانت زحاما لا يستطيع ان يفعله فهو مامور بان يفعل ما يستطيع اسال الله جل وعلا ان يوفقنا جميعا لاحسان اداء هذه العباده وان نؤديها بادب ورغبه وحياء من الله جل وعلا وخوف منه وان نكون في ادائها حريصين على استكمال شروطها واركانها وبقدر المستطاع اكمال سننها كما اسال جل وعلا ان تكون حجه لنا في حياتنا وبعد مماتنا وان تكون من اسباب فوزنا برضوان ربنا جل وعلا انه مجيب الدعاء الشيخ حفيظ الله تعالى began by praising Allah عز وجل and seeking forgiveness in him and seeking refuge in him from the evil of, Allah, the evil of ourselves and bearing witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah to him is the dominion all praise belongs to him and he is able to do all things we bear witness that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his slave and messenger he gave the message he fulfilled the trust and he was sincere for the Ummah and he fought in the way of Allah and may Allah be pleased with the companions, those who believed in him and migrated with him, migrated to him and fought during his time and after his time until the religion was spread in all parts of the world in the east and in the west may Allah be pleased with them and make us from amongst those who truly love them and follow them the author Sheikh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab Rahim Allah Ta'ala mentioned in this treatise that the individual who is bowing and prostrating in the prayer, the individual should not recite the Qur'an because there was a prohibition by the Prophet And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala that the Prophet has ordered that the individual who is praying, that that, that, person, that that person does not recite the Qur'an while he is bowing nor prostrating because there is specific supplication that the person should say during this particular time, during this position in the prayer, the person should say that which is uh, legislated and taught by the Prophet Sallallahu in the Ruku' Subhanahu Rabbil Azim and in the Sujood Subhanahu Rabbil Ha'ala and he said, he reiterated like he mentioned last week that the least amount that a person should say in this time in the Ruku' is one time. Subhanahu Rabbil Azim, they can say one time. It's the least amount of that which is more preferred is that they say three times or six or seven. An odd number, he said three times or six times. Uh, he said three times or seven times. An odd number, the person should say it. And they should be diligent in uh, saying it an odd number of times because Allah Azawajal loves uh, the odd numbers. Then after that, um, and the Shaykh Habib Allah mentioned in the Ruku' and in the Sujood, the person can also add, Oh Allah, forgive me, Alhamdulillah, the person can also add uh, seeking uh, forgiveness from Allah Azawajal 
because it was mentioned by Aisha radiallahu that the Prophet used to seek forgiveness from Allah uh, in these positions because Allah Taala mentioned in the Quran in Surah An-Nasr if the uh, if the assistance of Allah comes and the people seek uh, the people enter into the fold of Islam in droves or in waves they make tasbih of your Lord and seek his forgiveness so the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he was in Ruku' or Sujood, he used to make tasbih and then he used to make istighfar. So he was implementing that which Allah mentioned in Surah An-Nasr. Then the individual, the author mentioned, Rahimullah Ta'ala, that the individual raises or rises up from the bowing, from the Ruku' and he raises his hand at the same time like he raised it uh, when he went into Ruku'. So he raises his hand and the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, Naam, he raises them like we mentioned previously. Uh, his palms should be facing the Qibla. His hands can be raised to his shoulders or they can be raised close to the bottom of his ears. As we have mentioned previously, and this is one of the times that it is the Sunnah to raise the hands during the prayer. Then uh, the Imam and the person who is praying alone, they would say, Simi Allahu liman hamida. Verily Allah hears the one who praises him. The Imam and the one who is praying alone. So the Shaykh bin Abi Ta'ala, the Prophet ordered the person when they come up from the, the bowing position that they say, Simi Allahu liman hamida. And this is for the Imam or the one who is praying alone. And then the Imam, and the one who is praying alone, and the one who is being led, they would say, Rabbana walakal hamd, O our Lord, to you belongs the praise. Or, Rabbana walakal hamd, they would say with a wa, O our Lord, and to you belongs the praise. All of this has been ordered by the Prophet wasallam. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, that uh, the origin of the orders of the Prophet ﷺ is that they inform that it is obligatory. They inform that it is obligatory. So the Imam, he would say, the Imam and the one who is praying alone, they would say, Simi Allahu liman hamida. Allah hears the one who praises him. But the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, but if the person does not say, uh, the one who is being led in the prayer, if they don't say this, the Salat is still accepted. The salat is still accepted, but it is not as complete as the one who says it. It is not as complete as the one who says it. The statement, Semi Allahu liman hamida, Allah hears the one who sub, the one who praises him. This means that Allah answers the one who calls him. This means that Allah answers the one who calls him. So when you say Allah hears the one who praises him, the meaning of this is that Allah answers the one who praises Him. So the individuals from amongst the sincere uh, worshippers of Allah, in their worship, Allah will answer their praise, Allah will answer their call. Then the person would say, once he stands up straight, the individual would say, Rabbana walakal hamd, O our Lord, to you belongs the praise. Uh, that which fills the heavens and that which fills the earth and that which fills that which is uh, in between. 
So this is the supplication that the individual would say at this time. And the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentioned that there is something that you can add to that. That Allah is the one that deserves uh, the praise and the glorification. And uh, the most correct thing that a person has said, uh, this, this is the most correct thing, or deserving thing that a person has said, meaning they have praised Allah and they have glorified Allah Azzawajal. And all of us are the servants to Allah Azzawajal, to the end of that supplication. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, no, it is better that you add, and it is not, uh, or it is better that once you say, Rabbana wa lakal hamd, it is better that you say, all praise belongs to Allah, uh, that which is in, in the heavens, and that which is in the earth, and that which is between, and then you add, Allah is the all-deserving of praise and glorification, to the end of that supplication, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, no, you should add this, because the more letters, which are in the, the supplication, the better it is. As long it, as it is authentically reported on the Prophet wasallam. And the praise of Allah, the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned, the praise of Allah is better than seeking from Allah The praise of Allah is better than seeking from Allah. So when the person, for example, says, Oh Allah, forgive me, this is seeking something from Allah. But when the person begins by saying, Oh Allah, you are the most forgiving. Oh Allah, you are the most merciful. And then they uh, make a supplication, this is better. So to praise Allah Azzawajal before the supplication is better than uh, merely supplicating without praise. It's better than merely supplicating without praise. Because you have two types of uh, calling on Allah. One calling on Allah, or one type of calling on Allah is to praise Him and then to supplicate. And the other is to merely supplicate. Both of them are considered calling on Allah. But that which is better is that a person begins by praising Allah Azzawajal. One of the proofs for that is the statement of Aisha radiallahu when she said to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, if I, uh, if I meet Laylatul Qadr, what should I say? The Prophet ﷺ said to her, you should say, Allahumma innaka afuun tuhibbul afwa fa'fu anna. The Prophet ﷺ taught Aisha to praise Allah and then to seek His forgiveness by saying, Oh Allah, verily you are the pardoner. You love to pardon, so pardon us. Oh Allah, verily you are the pardoner. Uh, you love to pardon, so pardon us. The Prophet ﷺ in that supplication, that he taught Aisha radiallahu anha, he taught her to glorify Allah and then to seek something from Allah Azza And when you say everything which is in the heavens and everything which is in the earth, mil samawati wal ard, everything in the heavens and everything in the earth, the Shaykh is saying, Habib Allah Ta'ala, he said, all of this you are uh, you are announcing and you are proclaiming that everything belongs to Allah Azza You are announcing your belief that everything which is in the heavens and everything in the earth belongs to Allah. From the ints, from the humans and from the jinn and from the malaika, everything which is in the heavens and everything in the earth, they are slaves and servants to Allah the Most High. Then, uh, there is no one who can prevent that which you have given, 
and there is no one to give that which you have prevented. And the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, there is no benefit, no one can benefit you except that Allah Azzawajal had decreed that benefit. And no one can prevent except that Allah Azzawajal has decreed that. Everyone falls under the decree of Allah Azzawajal. And he mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, that if a person uh, had status, if an individual had major status and the likes, and Allah Azzawajal decreed that that individual could not accomplish something, he would not be able to accomplish it no matter what degree of status he had. And likewise, if an individual did not have a major amount of status and, and fame, but Allah decreed that this individual would gain something, he would be able to gain it no matter what the odds were against him. And because of that, you had it mentioned in the hadith of Ibn Abbas that the Prophet said to him, know that if uh, all of the humans and all of the jinn were to come together to benefit you, they would not be able to benefit you except that Allah had decreed that you were benefited. And if all of the humans and all of the jinn were to come together to harm you, they would not be able to harm you except that Allah decreed that you uh, were harmed. So this informs the servants that the affair is with Allah Azza wa Jal and they have to submit to that. And then the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala reiterated, so these supplications that are said when the person raised or rises up from the, the ruku' all of them are legislated. So the more that a person does, it is better. The more that a person does, it is better as long as they uh, are in accordance with the sunnah. As long as they are in accordance with the sunnah. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, that but it's important when a person rises from the ruku' that they don't take a long time to say these supplications, so much so that all of the people that are praying, they are down in sujood, and the imam is in sujood, and the person is still upstanding saying these supplications. This shouldn't be the case. This should not be the case. The person should try to say these supplications, but at the same time, if the imam uh, goes into a position, the person should follow the imam in that position. They shouldn't stand up uh, and delay for a long period of time. Um, the author Rahim Allah mentioned that if the person is trying to reach the congregation and they have reached the congregation while the Imam is still in the bowing position before he has raised up from the bowing position that the person has caught that unit of prayer that the person has caught that unit of prayer the Shaykh said, but if the Imam, if the person who is trying to catch the congregation has not reached or has not bowed before the Imam has lifted, meaning as soon as he was about to bow, the Imam has already lifted or rised from that, that position, then you have not caught that unit of prayer. Then the author Ta'ala goes on to mention after the person has uh, risen up from uh, the, the bowing position, then they go into sujood. They go into prostration. And he says all of this, or this issue of going into prostration, takes place after you have said the legislated supplications. Now, 
And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, but it's important that you remember that in that, uh, in coming up from the bowing position, that you should come up and relax. You should rise up and relax. You shouldn't come up from the bowing position and immediately go into the prostration. You shouldn't come up from the ruku' and immediately go into the, the sujood. He said, you have many people, and usually you have, he mentioned that usually you have these from other than the Arab. Uh, you have many people that, or you have some Muslims in different parts of the world, when they come up from the ruku' They don't straighten their backs, they don't relax, and immediately they, they go into sajda. And he said, this is not accepted. This is not accepted, and that unit of prayer is not accepted. And the proof for that is that you had the individual that prayed correctly, prayed incorrectly, in front of the Prophet and he did this. The individual, when he would come up from the ruku'ah, he would not rise up straight, he would not relax, and he would immediately go into sujood. And what did the Prophet ﷺ say? Or what did the Prophet ﷺ say to that individual? Irja, Go back and pray, for verily you have not prayed yet, you have not completed your prayer. And this happened three times, until the last time, the individual said, I swear by the one who has sent you with the truth, I know uh, none other than this. I don't know the correct way to pray. So the Prophet ﷺ taught him the correct way to pray, and he said, Go into the bowing position until you are relaxed. And then rise up from that posi position until you have completely uh, rise or risen up from that position and then go into the sajjah. So the Prophet ﷺ taught him how to pray correctly. But each time he prayed incorrectly, the Prophet ﷺ said, Return and pray, for verily you have not prayed yet. The author Rahimahullah mentioned that when you make takbir, once you risen up from the, uh, the, the ruku'ah and now you're going into the sujood, you're going into the sajda and you make takbir, you do not raise your hands in this position. This is one of the positions that you do not raise your hands. Meaning, and the shaykh said, the, the, the raising of the hands, as he mentioned previously, uh, is in three positions and then there's a fourth. The first is at the beginning of the prayer, during the commencing of the prayer, the takbirat al-ihram, you raise your hands. And then when you go into sajda, when you go into ruku', you raise your hands. And then immediately when you raise, when you rise up from ruku', you raise your hands. But when you go down into sajda, you don't raise your hands. You do not raise your hands. When you, uh, when you, uh, when you rose from the ruku', you did raise your hands. But when you're going down into sajda, you don't raise your hands. Then the fourth time that you raise your hands is after the first tashahud. If you're praying a prayer that has three uh, units of prayer or four units of prayer, after the first tashahud and you stand up again, then you do raise your hands. As it's been authentically reported in Sahih Bukhari and the authority of Ibn Umar, uh, that the Prophet ﷺ would raise his hands at these three, and then the fourth position, yani the takbirat al-ihram, yani the beginning of the prayer, and then going into ruku'ah, then immediately when you come up from the ruku' and then after the first tashahud when you're standing uh, to complete the third unit or the, the fourth unit of the prayer. Then the, shaykh, uh, then the author Rahimahullah mentioned that the person when they go down into sajda, when the individual is kneeling or uh, going down into sajda, that the individual uh, places his knees first. The individual places his knees first. 
And the Shaykh Habibullah mentioned the proof of that is the hadith of the Prophet where he said, when a person goes down into sajda, they should not go down like, they should not imitate the, the camel. They should not imitate the kneeling of the camel. And the Shaykh Habibullah said, the camel goes down on its front knees first, and its back is uh, raised in the air. Its back is raised in the air. So this is what the Prophet ﷺ intended when he said that a person should not go down like the going down of the camel by leaving your back in the air. So what you should do is you should first go down on your knees as the author mentioned and then your hands and then your face. The Shaykh Habibullah said, but if this is difficult for you because sometimes uh, it might be difficult for an individual because of his old age or because of sickness. It's difficult for a person to go down on his knees first. Then it is accepted that you go down on your hands first. Then it is accepted that you go down on your hands first because Allah mentioned in the Quran, فَاتَّقُوا Fear Allah to the best of your ability. So the person will go down on his knees first and then his hands and then his face. Even if he's praying on dust or, or sand. Because during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, that was the case. Most of the people were praying on, on sand. So the people, they would place their knees down, and then they would put their hands, and then they would put their face down on the ground. So they put their, uh, their hands, their palms on the ground, and they shouldn't separate their fingers, they should keep them together. Their fingertips should be facing towards the Qibla. And then they put their nose and their forehead on, on the ground. And the person, Shaykh Habib Allah mentioned that the person should not, uh, they should not place their elbows on the ground, they should not place their stomach uh, on the ground, and the likes. And he mentioned that the person, the elbows of the individual, when, when they're in the sujood, the elbows should be spread if you're the imam, and if you're praying alone. But if you're praying in congregation, and there are people to the left and to the right, you shouldn't harm those people by spreading your elbows uh, too wide. And he mentioned, also mentioned that the, the, the toes should also be facing the Qibla and the Shaykh Habibullah said, if it's not too difficult, uh, the toes should also be facing the Qibla when you're down in Sajda. So your toes should be bent facing the Qibla, your hands likewise should be facing the Qibla. And going down or prostrating on these seven parts of the body is obligatory, it's, it's a pillar of the prayer. Prostration on these seven parts of the body, it's a pillar of the prayer. And the pillars of the prayer, the arkan salat if they are not present, then the prayer is not accepted. Then the prayer is void. And these seven uh, parts of the, of the body are the two palms, and the face, and the, the, the two knees, and the two feet. So the two palms, the face, Part of the face is the, the forehead and the two knees and the two uh, the two feet. And the Shaykh mentioned Abdullah Ta'ala, Naam, so the Naam. And the Shaykh mentioned Abdullah Ta'ala, the person should do this to the best of their ability. If a person, for example, does his, his, his fingers are cut off, then obviously the person cannot uh, place his hands on the ground cannot place his fingers on the ground if his hand is cut off or if his finger is cut off. So the person should fear Allah to the best of their ability. As Allah mentioned, 
fear Allah to the best of your ability and the statement of the Prophet that which I have ordered you then complete it to the best of your ability and the author mentioned that it is recommended uh, that the individual uh, presses his palms on the ground it is recommended it is highly recommended that the individual presses his palms on the ground. And the Shaykh mentioned and his fingers should not be spread, but he should keep his fingers together and they should also be facing the Qibla. Then the Shaykh mentioned so we asked Allah Azawajal, because we finished that explanation at that point, so he said we asked Allah Azawajal to give us the tawfiq to complete this form of worship in the best of manners. And we ask Allah Azawajal to complete, to allow us to complete this worship with good manners and seeking the reward from Allah Azawajal. And we should do so, we should embark on this act of worship with shyness for Allah and fear of Allah Azawajal. And we should try to be diligent in completing its conditions and its pillars. And we should try to be diligent in fulfilling that which is the sunnah of the prayer. And we ask Allah Azawajal to make the prayer a proof for us, not a proof against us, and that it is a proof for us in this life and after our death, and it is one of the, re- the, re- the, the means of us entering the paradise of Allah Azza wa سأل أحسن الله إليك في الدرس الماضي ذكر المؤلف رحمه الله تعالى بأن الإمام أحمد كره القراءات أو بعض القراءات في الصلاة إذا لم يكن يعرفها الناس يعني قراءة غريبة على الناس فهل يقاس على ذلك ترك بعض الأمور من السنة التي تكون غريبة على الناس؟ بعض الناس يقول حافظ القرآن بعض القراءات السبع أو العشر لكن ينبغي لمن كان إماما أن يقرأ على الناس وفق ما كانوا يقرؤون لأن الذي لا يعرف أن هذه القراءة يستنكر ويرى أن هذا عبث بالقرآن ينبغي للإمام أن يراعي أحوال المأمومين كذلك أحوال المأمومين أيضا في إطالة الصلاة النبي قال إذا أما أحدكم الناس فليخفف فإن فيهم الكبير والمريض ولا الحاجة فالإمام يحتاج إلى أن يكون جيد الملاحظة للمؤمنين بحيث لا ينفرهم ولا يشق عليهم ولذلك النبي لما حصل ما حصل من معاذ والرجل الذي انفرد 
قال لمعاذ اقرا بسوره كذا وسوره كذا وارشده الى سوره السبح وسورتين قريبه منها اما اذا كان كانت الجماعه جماعه المسجد يرغبون الاطاله ولا فيهم احد يخشى ان ان يشق عليه ذلك فلا حرج Ahsana, the individual is asking in the previous lesson, the author mentioned that Imam Ahmad Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he disliked. المعروفة فالصلاة صحيحة إلا أنه ينبغي أن يلاحظ الناس الذي يقول حدث الناس بما يعرفون أتريدون أن يكذب الله ورسوله؟ أحسن الله إليك. Individual asked in the previous lesson was mentioned that Imam Ahmed رحمه الله تعالى he disliked for the person to recite the no, Hamza wa Kisa'i, which were uh, recitations or styles of recitations which were foreign to the people. And the person said, can we say this is similar to uh, abandoning certain uh, affairs of the Sunnah which are strange upon the people. And the Shaykh Habib mentioned that some people they had memorized the Quran with different types of recitation, whether the seven or the ten. Um, but what is befitting uh, an incumbent upon the Imam is that he does not run the people away. Uh, he tries to... He does not do something in the prayer which is foreign to, to the people. Because if he does so, then the people would think that uh, this is incorrect. They would think that the prayer was incorrect. So he said it's important. And they would think that maybe he's joking or playing around with uh, active worship. So the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, so it's important that the, the one who is the Imam, that he pays close attention to the affairs of, uh, you know, the affairs of those who are praying behind him, those, are, those who, are, who are in the congregation. And similar to that is the lengthening of the prayer. He should not elongate the prayer uh, so much so that it causes harm to the people. Prophet Sallallahu said, buried behind you is... Uh, person of old age or one who is sick or a person who has a need. So the Imam is very important that he pays attention to or he is conscious of uh, those who are praying behind him. Uh, he should not uh, run them away nor should he burden them. This took place with Ma'ad bin Jabal that he had elongated the prayer. A man uh, went and prayed independently from Ma'ad. So the Prophet ﷺ, when this took place, uh, the Prophet ﷺ instructed Mu'ad to recite shorter surahs, surahs subjects Ma'rabikil and surahs with uh, shorter verses, to not cause a, a difficulty upon the man. Then the Shaykh mentioned Abi Allah Taala mentioned. Then the Shaykh Abi Allah Taala mentioned that there are different types of recitation, Kisai and Hamza. These are not like the recitations of Hafs and others. Uh, and if a person does recite with these types of recitations, it is, the salat is accepted. But 
the person, the one who is leading the prayer, he should pay close attention to those who are praying behind him. يقول السائل أحسن عليك في ركعتين الأخيرتين من الصلاة هل الأفضل للمصلي أن يكمل قراءته للفاتحة بنفسه أو هل هو أو هل الأحسن أن للمصلي أن يتابع الإمام ولو قرأ فاتحة يعني بسرعة بل ينبغي أن يحرص المأموم على قراءة الفاتحة فإن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لا صلاة لمن لم يقرأ فاتحة الكتاب وقال أيما صلاة لم يقرأ فيها بفاتحة الكتاب فهي حداج يعني ناقصة ولولا هذا الحديث كانت تكون باطلة لكن قول النبي إنها ناقصة يعني ما ما لم تفسد فينبغي للإنسان الذي قال للصحابة لعلكم تقرؤون خلف إمامكم ما هو يدعو لهم بأن يقرأوا وإنما يستفهم منهم قالوا نعم إنا لا نفعل ذلك قال إني أقول ما لي أنازع القرآن لا تقرأوا إلا بأم الكتاب فينبغي للمسلم يتصور هذا الأمر الله يقول قسمت الصلاة بيني وبين عبدي نصفين ولعبدي ما سأل ثم ذكر الله جل وعلا أن الفاتحة هي الصلاة إذا قال العبد الحمد لله قال الله حمدني عبدي إذا قال الرحمن الرحيم قال أثنى علي عبدي فكأن الفاتحة هي الصلاة ينبغي يعني أن يحرص الله إذا كان الإمام يترك سكتة بعد قراءته ليقرأ المعموم فيها الفاتحة فعل وإذا كان لا يترك شيئا فليبادر بأن يقرأ ولو مع الإمام لكن بالصوت لا يشوش على من بجانبه Individuals asking uh, in the second two units of the prayer is it better that the person uh, completes Surah Al-Fatiha himself or should he follow the Imam even if the Imam recites Surah Al-Fatiha quickly and the Sheikh mentioned Abi Allah Ta'ala it's befitting that the individual who is praying in congregation that he completes the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha this is because the Prophet Sallallahu said there is no prayer for the one who does not recite Surah Al-Fatiha and then the Prophet ﷺ said, any prayer that does not have Surah Al-Fatiha, it is Qudash, which means it is deficient. So the Shaykh Hafiz Allah mentioned that, so it doesn't mean that the prayer is, uh, uh, it means that the prayer is accepted, but it is deficient, it is uh, less in reward. And the Shaykh Hafiz Allah mentioned the statement of the Prophet ﷺ, that he said to his companions, do you recite behind uh, the Imam? And they said, we do. He is inquiring from them, uh, do they recite behind the Imam? They said, we do. The Prophet said, why am I being competed in the Qur'an? Do not do so. Uh, why am I being uh, competed with with regards to recitation of the Qur'an? Do not do so except with the mother of the book. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so the person should keep this in mind. Likewise, the hadith of the Prophet said, I have divided the prayer 
between me, uh, two uh, portions between me and my servant. If my servant says, all praise be to Allah, Allah says, my servant has praised me. To the end, and then Allah Taala mentioned uh, the portion, the hadith, the portion which is for the servant. So we understand from this hadith, it is as if Surah Al-Fatiha is the prayer itself. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Taala, so if the, if the Imam leaves uh, gaps in between his recitation, after his recitation of Al-Fatiha, he leaves a gap. Before he recites the following surah, the person should recite Surah Al-Fatiha at this time. But if the Imam does not leave a gap after his recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha, and before he begins another surah, then the person can recite Surah Al-Fatiha even while the Imam is, uh, is reciting. يقول الشخص يقول السلام عليك إذا دخل المصلي على رجل وذلك الرجل يصلي فصار إماما ولكن بعد 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 فراغه من الصلاة أعلم بأنه كان يصلي صلاة النافلة فماذا على المصلي إذا دخل إنسان مع آخر وكان السابق الذي اتخذ اماما متنفلا فان الصلاه تكون صريحه الا انه ينبغي للواحد قبل ان يدخل مع احد ان يتاكد هل كان يصلي فريضه او نافله لكن لو فعل وصلى مع المتنفل ادى الفريضه معه فالصلاه صريحه the individual is asking if a person enters into the masjid and they join another individual who is already praying. And they join them to uh, complete the obligatory prayer. And then after they complete the prayer, the person who was praying first, who was the imam, they informed that he was praying obligatory prayer. What is upon the individual? The shaykh mentioned Abiy Ibn if a person joins another individual who was praying, and that individual who is the Imam was praying this derogatory prayer. The other person's prayer is still accepted. But it's befitting that if an individual, or it's befitting that if a person uh, wants to join someone in prayer, that they should know before whether this person is praying the obligatory prayer or this derogatory prayer. But if they don't and they join the prayer, it is still accepted from them. يقول السائل أحسن الله إليك هل من السنة هل من السنة إعادة ما يقول الإمام بعد قيامه من الركوع حيث قال سمع الله لمن حمده يعني هل المعموم يقول هذا القول؟ لا المعموم يقول ربنا لك الحمد أو ربنا ولك الحمد وإنما الذي يقول سمع الله لمن حمده الإمام والمنفرد لكن لو فرض المعموم قال سمع الله لمن حمده صحت الصلاه لكن يكون خالف السنه فيها فقط. Individuals asking is it from the sunnah that the one who is being led in prayer that he repeats the statement of the imam uh, when rising from the, the ruku' 
Allah hears the one who uh, praises him. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, no. That which is upon the one who is being led in prayer to say when they rise from the reports, Rabbana wa lakal hamd, or Rabbana lakal hamd. As for, as for the statement, Sami Allahu Limin Hamidah, this is said by the Imam and the one who is praying alone. But if it took place, that the Ma'moon, the one who is being led in prayer, said, Sami Allahu Limin Hamidah, and the rest, uh, the Salah is accepted, but he uh, did something which is in opposition to the Sunnah. Allah أو أكثر من ذلك لكن تكون آخرها ركعة واحدة ولو سرد تهجده كله تسع ركعات واستمر حتى ركعة الركعة التاسعة صحت الصلاة إلا أن الأفضل في مثل هذه الحال إذا كملت ثمان الركعات أن يجلس للتشهد فإذا تشهد قام من التشهد ليأتي بالركعة التاسعة وقد فعل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ذلك بعض المرات. Individuals asking is it permissible to pray Salat al-Witr with one unit of prayer? The Shaykh Mishnah Habib Allah Ta'ala that is permissible but that which is preferred that which is better and more preferred that which is better and more preferred is that the person does not suffice with one unit of prayer. What's better is that the person does three, or five, or seven, or nine, or eleven, or thirteen, or more. And they should make, but what's important is that their, the last unit should be one. For example, if a person did nine units of prayer straight, without any tashakhut, and then the last, uh, not one, if the person Perform nine units of prayer without any tashahat until the last, the salat is accepted. But what is better is if the person does eight, for example, if they want to do nine, it's better if the person does eight and then they sit for one tashahat, and once they complete that, they stand up and they perform witr one. So they pray eight units of prayer straight without any tashahat except the last. And then once they finish that tashahat, they stand up and they complete one unit of prayer because this was done by the Prophet sometimes. إذا كان الإمام لا يرفع الصوت أو ليس له صوتا جيدا والمصلون كثيرون فإنه لا مانع أن يبلغ واحد من المأمومين انتقالات الإمام 
إذا كبر يرفع صوته بالتكبير هو وإذا قال سمع الله لمحمد الإمام قال هو ربنا لك الحمد وهكذا يقع في تنقلات المصلين من من وضع إلى وضع The individual is asking if the people who are praying in the congregation cannot hear the imam when he said Simi Allah can one of them say it uh, and raise his voice so that the others can hear the shaykh mentioned if the imam does not raise his voice or if he does not have a strong loud voice and the congregation uh, is large then there's no problem with one of them uh, raising his voice to inform the others of the movement of the Imam. So when the Imam makes takbir, he says loud takbir. If the Imam says, Simi Allahu liman hamdah, he says loud, Rabbana wa lakal hamd. So there's no problem in the person informing and raising his voice so that others know that the Imam has moved. يقول السائل أحسن إليك إذا أسرع الإمام في صلاته إلى درجة أن المأمومين لا يشعرون بطمأنينة في الصلاة فهل يجوز لهم أن يبعدوا أن يعيدوا صلاتهم إذا كان الأمر كذلك؟ إذا ارتبكوا في أداء الصلاة ولم يستطيعوا متابعة الإمام من إسراعه جاز لهم أن يعدلوا عن متابعته ويعدون الصلاة بإمامة أحدهم والواجب على أي إمام أن يراعي حال المأمومين في الركعات في الركعتين اللي لا يجهر بالقراءة ينبغي أن يتأنى لأن بعض الناس إذا قرأ بصوت يسمع صار يقف عند كل آية وإذا صار يقرأ بسره ربما سرد الفاتحة في نفس واحد فيرتكب المأمون يرتبك المأمون يجب على الإمام أن يراعي حال المأمون بصفة مستمرة uh, relaxation in the prayer. Uh, is it permissible for them to pray or repeat the prayer? The Sheikh mentioned if the person does not have the ability to follow the Imam, if those who are praying in the congregation do not have the ability to follow the Imam, what they would do is one of them would uh, become the Imam and the people they follow him instead. They would follow him instead because that Imam, that individual is praying too fast and the people have do not have the ability to follow him. He said what is obligatory is that the Imam uh, has concern for the people that are praying behind him. He considers them. He said, for example, you have some people, some Imams, when they are praying, uh, the prayer can be heard, they take their time. And they recite in a way that the people can, can follow. But when they are praying, when they cannot be heard, they, they say it very quickly, Salah. Surah Al-Fatiha, they say in one breath. So the Shaykh Habib Allah said, it is uh, mandatory, it is always mandatory upon the Imam to have concern and consideration for those who are praying behind him.
يقول السائل أخصر إليك إذا كان ثوب الإمام شفافا ويصف البشرة فماذا الحكم؟ فما الحكم؟ إذا كان الثوب شفافا خفيفا ولكن الإمام عليه السراويل ساترة من السرة إلى ما تحت الركبة الصلاة الصحيحة وأما إذا كان لا شيء خفيف ويكاد أن يرى العورة فيختار يختار إمام غيره Individuals asking if the, if the Imam is wearing a, his clothing is see through uh, and it shows his skin, is this uh, acceptable or what is the ruling in the Sheikh Mujahid? If his clothing, if the thought that he's wearing is see through uh, and uh, the material is light, but under that he's wearing uh, pants or shorts which cover from his uh, navel to his, uh, to his knees. Then this is it's accepted, and this is accepted, and the salah is corrected. But if his soul is is, is see through, and he's not wearing the pants underneath, so his aura, his privates can be seen, then this individual should not be selected as the imam to lead the people. هذا يسأل أحسن أحسن عليك عن استخدام التعميم الصحي التي الذي يوزعها يوزعها الشركات على المواطنين. يسأل عن جواز استعمال التعميم الصحي البطاقات الصحية. إذا كان الإنسان غير مخير ما يمكن أن يقوم بهذا العمل إلا تضع له الشركة تعميما فلا إثم عليه هو لأن الإثم على من يخالف في ذلك فلا حرج عليه. The individual is asking uh, the permissibility or the, the ruling when using the insurance cards of Sheikh Mujahidullah if the person uh, is forced and he has no choice except to uh, in order to get the, the treatment that he has to use this insurance card then uh, there is no sin upon him, the sin is upon the people who have disobeyed him. So there's no problem in him using the, the card. يصلي يوجهه من الأساس أن يكون مؤدبا مقلا للحركة ينظر إلى موضع سجوده في صلاته If a person brings a child along with him, a young child along with him to the prayer, he should, from the beginning, from the foundation, he should teach him manners. He should teach him to have manners, he should teach him not to move a lot. He should teach him to look and concentrate on the place of frustration.
يقول الإسلام أحصن عليه استقرضت أو أخذت قرض أخذت قرض من أمي ثم توفت فماذا أفعل بهذا بهذا الدين؟ إذا لم يكن لأمك وارث سواك فقد ورثته وأما إذا كان هناك ورثة لأمك أنت وغيرك فأعطي كل واحد منهم نصيبه من ذلك القرض فانظر من هم الورثة وما نصيب كل واحد وأعطهم أعطي كل واحد نصيبه وإن عفوا عنك وأخبرتهم وسامحوا فلا حرج Individuals asking, I took, I took a loan from my mother and then she passed away. What should I do with this debt? And the Sheikh mentioned, if there is no one to inherit from your mother except you, then you have inherited the debt, meaning it's, it's yours. But if she has other uh, family members that inherit from her, then you should look for those individuals and you should give them their portion of the inheritance. Give them the importance of the, the, their portion of the inheritance. But if they pardon you, if they inform you that they don't want it, then there's no problem in you keeping it. يقول السائل أحسن أحسن الله إليك في أثناء السفر من يستحق أن يكون إماما أو أعرف الجماعة الذين يسافرون أعرفهم لأداء الصلاة أحسنهم قراءة وأضبطهم القراءة وأحسنهم رفقا بزملائه يكون إماما لهم وأما مسألة الإمارة في الطريق حسن لكن إذا نزلوا أي قرية تنتهي إمارة الأمير أمره الإمارة لأهل القرية فإذا خرجوا الخلاء البرية صار زميلهم بمنزلة الراعي للرعية وأميرها Individuals asking uh, during a journey who should be or who's more deserving of being the leader Sheikh mentioned the one who has, uh, in terms of the imam of the prayer or leading the prayer, the one who knows the correct uh, manner of praying the most and the one who has the best uh, and the most accurate form, the most accurate recitation, and the one who is gentlest to the companions, he should be the imam. Likewise, if this group of individuals, if they go to a village, if they go to a city, then not one of them that would be the, the leader, but the, the, the governor of the city would be the leader. But if they leave that city and they go to the, the desert and the lights, uh, one of them, as you mentioned the imam previously, one of them would become the leader. And this, this is obviously, he mentioned that it's incumbent upon the person that becomes the leader to have a concern uh, and care for those under his leadership. يقول السائل أحسن الله إليك هل تنصح بحفظ المتون مع حفظ القرآن أو الأفضل أن يحفظ الطالب القرآن كاملا ثم يبدأ بالمتون؟ لا شك أن حفظ القرآن إذا أمكن لا يماثله شيء 
فإن أفضل الكلام على الإخلاق كلام الله جل وعلا في القرآن الكريم لكن الواحد محتاج لمتون تكون مشتملة على كيفية الصلاة كيفية الوضوء كيفية التعامل في هذه العبادات يحرص على أن يحفظ من المتون ما يحسن معه أداء تلك العبادات Individuals asking the student of knowledge should he begin or should he memorize the motum, the smaller motums, and the Quran, or should he begin with the Quran? The Sheikh said, There's no doubt, there's nothing which can be compared to the memorization of the Quran. It is the best of the speech. It is the best of speech. But indeed, a person should have, should memorize some motum, especially that which is related to. How to pray and how to make wudu, so the individual should uh, also focus on memorizing the mutun that uh, inform uh, of the performance of the, the, the acts of worship. أولا نحمد الله جل وعلا على ما حصل منا جميعا في هذا اللقاء ونسأل الله بأسمائه وصفاته. أن يجعل أعمالنا كلها خالصة لوجهه موافقة سنة نبيه مخلصين له جل وعلا في أدائها كما أسأله سبحانه وتعالى أن ينفعنا بما علمنا وأعطانا وما قدرنا على أدائه من الأعمال ينفعنا بها في دنيانا وفي آخرتنا يوم العرض والجزع كما أسأله سبحانه أن يعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأن يذلنا الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وأن يحصون الأمة الإسلامية المتمسكة بكتاب ربها جل وعلا وسنة نبيه محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم الحريصين على مشابهة الصحابة في أعمالهم كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عن الفرقة الناجحة قال من كان على مثل ما أنا عليه وأصحابي كما أسأله أن يفرج بمنه وكرمه كرب المكروبين في الشام والعراق ومصر واليمن والبحرين وليبيا وبقية البلاد الإسلامية شرق آسيا وغير ذلك كل مكان كل مكان فيه ضيق ومضايقات ومشاكل على المسلمين ان الله يكشف ضرهم عاجلا غير عاجل كما اسأله جل وعلا ان يعاجل اهل الشام بالفرج وان يذل الرافضه الذين يتدخلون لنصر النصيري ان يرينا فيهم المذله العاجله فإن إيران تمد الأسد ومن معه والحزب النجس الذي في لبنان الذي يسمى حزب الله وهو حزب الشيطان أيضا نسأل الله أن يرينا فيهم جميعا عجائب قدر فيهم وأن يجيرنا جميعا وبلادنا جميعا من هذه الشرور كما نسأله سبحانه وتعالى أو أن يوفق لأهل اليمن الخروج مما 
دفعهم إليه رافضتهم المسمين المسمون بالحوثيين والذين تمدهم أيران وروسيا الدولة الملحدة تسعى جاهدة لإذلال المسلمين في كل مكان فإنها كما هو معروف أيما سيطرت شيوعيتها كانت قاصرة محو الإسلام من جميع ما دخل في سلطانها ثم لم يشأ الله ذلك ولكن لا يزالون في شر فنسأل الله أن يرينا في دولة روسيا وجميع الدول القادرة على رفع الظلم على المسلمين أن يرينا فيهم المذلات المتتابعة كما أسأله لهذه البلاد المملكة العربية السعودية أن يحفظها الله جل وعلا ويحفظ عليها أمنها على دينها ودنياها وأن يوفق ولي الأمر ومن يعينه ويتعاون معه على المحافظة على أخلاق الأمة وصيانة عقيدتها وشد أزر الأمر بالمعروف والنهي عن المنكر ونجعلنا في كل ذلك من حسن إلى أحسن أنه جل وعلا مجيب الدعاء وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا الشيخ حفيظ الله Supplicated by asking Allah to make that which took place in this gathering beneficial for us and ask Allah with His names and attributes to make us to make our de- deeds and actions sincere for the face of Allah in accordance with the Sunnah Prophet. And He asked Allah to benefit us with, our, with that which He has given us and to allow this benefit to be in this life and the next and ask Allah to give might and glory to Islam and to debase disbelief and the disbelievers and ask Allah to protect the uh, Islam and those who are abiding by the book and the Sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, and ask Allah to give us diligence in imitating the companions of the Prophet وسلم, and the Prophet وسلم, was asked about the same second he said those who are upon what I am upon and uh, my companions. And then he supplicated by asking Allah to give ease and comfort to the people of Syria, the Muslims of Syria, the Muslims of Iraq, Egypt, Yemen, Bahrain, Libya, and other Muslim lands. Every place that has turmoil and difficulty, ask Allah to remove the problems from those particular places and ask Allah to debase the Rafidah. Uh, those who are supporting the, the government in Syria, we mentioned Iran, ask Allah to debase them. And for verily, we mentioned that Iran is supporting uh, Assad, the previous president of, of Syria. And likewise, they're being supported by Hezbollah. They call themselves Hezbollah. They're in Lebanon, but they're Hezbollah Shaitan. They are the party of the Shaitan. So we ask Allah to show. His might by destroying them, and he asked Allah to give the people of Yemen the ability to uh, uh, have rectification in this conflict with.
those who are pressing them amongst the Houthiyun, and verily the Houthiyun are once again being supported by Iran and Russia. Then he mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, that we ask Allah to be based then and every country that has the ability to stop this oppression but they are doing nothing to stop it. And then he supplicated that Allah uh, protects Saudi Arabia, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, protects their safety and their security and allows the, the ruler and those who are supporting him and assisting him, allows them to protect the Islamic Aqidah and the Islamic character and to spread the uh, the joining of the good and forbidding uh, the evil. We ask Allah Azawajal to allow us to become better uh, as time goes on. For very Allah is the one to answer the supplication and our last supplication is always be to Allah with all of the worlds and may the peace and blessings be Allah be upon may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, his family members and companions.